WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is coming up on 829. Reminder, too, that uh, we get college football coming your way this afternoon. A little before 1 o'clock, UWL football. Don't forget that. Yeah, good stuff this afternoon. Oof, having a great season this year. Looking forward to that. I think I'll have that on, uh, have the radio on while I'm uh, listening to Drew and Barry. Listening while I uh, rake the leaves in the yard. Up some company. There we go. That, uh, <laughs> that sounds good. Sure. That'll work. Probably better conversation than uh, having the windows open in the house and having my cats uh, chat at me. It, it just, it's not quite the same. It's, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that uh, UWO football coming your way this afternoon at uh, uh, a little before 1 o'clock this afternoon here on uh, on WKTY. So be, a, be sure to tune that in. It'll be a, uh, it'll be a good time. Anyway, let's... Uh, Let's shift gears here and, uh, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, some fine fishing here. Winter bass fishing. Or, well, I should say late fall, almost winter bass fishing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, I know everybody kind of, you know, this time of year is, is kind of focusing on um, walleye fishing. And, and you know, it kind of makes sense we're we're kind of focusing uh, you know they're they're kind of making their run if you will on the river and you know it's uh, a good time of year to to get out on the water and catch some of those uh, beauties but hey you know what um bass are out there to be had it's not like you know they don't eat and it's not like they're not gonna uh you know Suddenly develop lockjaw for the next four months, and you know. Of course, you know when I was kind of putting everything together for the show today, it, you know, a lot of the articles about sort of late fall fishing uh, for bass, you know, had a lot to do with you know fishing down south, and you know, you know, fishing some of those giant lakes and reservoirs that and impoundments and things like that that they've got you know, down south, like Tennessee, Mississippi, and, you know, Florida, those places like that. But, you know, there was enough information that you could kind of, I I think you can kind of translate some of that information that uh, will make it work in a more northern climate up here. Um, And I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy day, but I think, you know, I I guess maybe think of it as sort of a a bit of a challenge, um, you know, challenge your skills a little bit, you know, and, and, and think of it as a, a way to, to sort of challenge your skill set against something that um, you maybe don't necessarily think of uh, as a, a fish you might be pursuing this time of year. And really, it's not something, you know, that, that I'm necessarily going to be thinking of this time of year. Um, I'm thinking of panfish. I mean, I'm thinking of like, I'm seeing those perch on the on, uh, pictures of, those perch on my Facebook feed, and I'm like, oh man, those <laughs> those look really nice. And or uh, thinking of of some really just beautiful big slab bluegills and sunnies uh, that I'll go pull out of the water, and and you know that's what I'm kind of thinking of. 
Bass, not necessarily so much. But you know what? Um, sometimes you just got to kind of challenge yourself and push yourself a little bit. Maybe develop something new, something a little, a little different anyway. You know? The other thing, too, is, you know, uh, it's not necessarily something that a lot of people are going to be fishing for this time of year. So, um, fishing pressure? Not really. So, uh, of course, you know, in a lot of ways, it's not going to change an awful lot. Uh, the approach isn't going to change an awful lot from other times of the year. Really, it, it, I guess, you know, sort of the first thing to think about is um, food source. Uh, you know, shad and minnows are going to be the primary source this time of year for bass. Um, they might not necessarily be cruising the surface like they did earlier in the year, but um, they're going to be visible to those of you who have depth finders. Uh, actually, you know, any large school of bait fish is going to be an attractive site for pre-winter bass. So chances are if you find bait fish, you're going to find bass nearby. You know? So where are the shad hanging out? A couple of likely spots. First area is uh, any place with viable weed growth. This, of course, you know, really uh, is going to be an obvious choice during spring and summer and on into you know, early fall. You know, August uh, into September and things like that. Of course, now we're into, uh, obviously, it's, you know, we're a couple of days away from November already. So uh, where did this month go? So, but, you know, it, you know, so they're still moving around, but, um, you know, you, so if you can find weeds, great. Many places, though, you know, don't have that, that sort of lush growth. Uh, that was out there earlier in the year. Okay, you know, makes sense. So rather than spend all day looking for weeds, um, maybe think about a few other places. Uh, the first is rocks. Um, uh, talking about the, the smallies earlier, um, how that bite's really going good right now. Um, so, you know, you, you can talk about... Uh, um, you know, riprap, things like that. But it could also include things like, you know, uh, concrete walls, piers, uh, any of those kinds of places. Could be just a, a hump littered with boulders. All are great potential spots for, you know, minnows to be hanging out, shad to be hanging out, and potentially for, uh, for bass as well. You know, the sunlight's going to, Warm those rocks up better than, you know, maybe other types of structure and, you know, maybe hold that heat a little bit. And even if it's only a degree or two, you know, that's a, that can be enough to satisfy the bait fish. It's one element anyway, I should say. There's got to be, of course, other things in there that, in that equation that will attract the bait fish. And, you know, they've got to have, have their food sources and things like that, but. Anyway, um, but yeah, the water temperature, a little bit warmer water, relatively speaking, can be one one element in attracting uh, the bait fish and in turn uh, the uh, the predator fish, the bass, whatnot. Um, last location too is uh, 
is timber, a tree in the water, stump field, maybe even if there's still a dock in the water, um, you know, permanent dock. Um, all can concentrate bait fish looking for cover and, of course, drawing in predators to feed. Um, you know. And when it comes to docks, look for factors such as, you know, transitions from deep water or riprap along the shoreline. And maybe if you're lucky, you know, you've already, you know, you've, you already know some of these places. You've maybe marked them or fished them before. And, you know, no reason that you can't check them out again. These structures, you know, they haven't changed. It's just the time of the year on the calendar has. Um, but, yeah, any, any combination of, of those factors, you know, overall that I mentioned are, are likely spots to, to target. You know? Obviously, if you're not marking any, like, bait fish or, or, or things like that, I, you know, you can maybe move on. But um, certainly if you are, yeah, it's worth maybe stopping and, uh, and giving a try. Another factor, of course, too, is uh, to consider, of course, is uh, is depth. And as we get uh, closer to winter, the bait fish will eventually start working deeper into the water as the uh, oxygen levels in the upper layer start to decline. Uh, and this means the predators, too, will be following them. Uh, this is the turnover that we've talked about before. Cold water on top, warm water on the bottom. And for now... Bass will, during the day, uh, move up into the shallower areas to feed, shallower, relatively speaking, uh, only to, to move back into the deeper area as the water cools. So if a, you know, a school, of, you know, a group of bass, uh, relatively speaking, um, you know, we're running you know, maybe 15, 20 feet during the warmer weather, they might now be at 10 or 15 feet, say, you know, chasing prey. Um, or maybe even a little bit shallower, but you know what I mean. Uh, as the weather turns colder and, and more powerful fronts move through, um, they'll start to transition gradually from the shallower water, eventually making their way into their wintering spots in, in deeper water. Uh, you know, and with all things nature-wise and all that, uh, they're not going to make that transition all at the same time. It's like, Oh, it's November 1st, 11 o'clock. We all have to go. It's not going to be like that. No. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. It'd be great if it did, but um, be easier to pattern those fish out like that. But um, Mother Nature doesn't run with a wristwatch. Um, but you get the idea anyway. Um, but... <laughs> When they do move, uh, they, they do tend to migrate along channels from structure to structure. Um, you know, but anyway, work progressively shallower until you find the correct depth the bass are going to be hanging around uh, at that day. Um, yeah, and like I said, as we get, as the calendar moves on here and as we get deeper and deeper into November, don't be surprised they're moving uh, deeper and deeper in the water as each passing day uh, goes and chasing uh, chasing forage. Now, uh, as far as, as lure selection goes, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, take your pick. Uh, there isn't, uh, I, I don't know if you need to necessarily make a whole lot of changes um, from what, you're, what you have been doing. Um, 
I, I think maybe, if anything, um, yeah, I, you know, swim jigs, crankbaits, things like that. Uh, I guess maybe if I had any suggestions, um, maybe, you know, something with a little white or silver, something like that, uh, something with a little bright whatever, uh, you know, since you're working, um, maybe something with a little iridescence or replicating a little iridescence, you know, those shad kind of give off those colors sometimes. Um, But um, you're working with shad and those minnows, Silvers, whites, those kinds of things. Um, that's what I'm thinking about as far as uh, color choices anyway. Uh, rattle t- trap type lures are good to start out with if you believe the fish are, are fairly active. You know, if you see them pushing uh, bait fish to the surface, uh, spinner baits with the, like a silver blade could do the trick. Um, you know, maybe... Present it vertically if you want to cover a tree stump or something like that. Same goes with spoons. You know, work uh, anything with, you know, bright white or silver flash, something like that to it. Um, you know, if you're working in an area where there's the the likelihood of getting hung up is uh, there, uh, good. Um, and I like to find those areas. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe work uh, some kind of uh, snagless uh, plastic of some kind or another anywhere, and um, you know, maybe this is where you can you know deviate from that shad color or something like that, swim jig, what have you. Um, and and you know, maybe here's an opportunity for you to to experiment a little bit with different sizes, uh, whatever works on a given day. Start large and go small. Start small and go large. Thing about this is is that you know. Should be able to change things out pretty quickly. You know, have some rods rigged up with different sizes, uh, different lures, of course, and uh, that you can swap out quickly and, and not lose time doing so because uh, uh, this time of year, you got, you know, daylights, you, you lose daylight pretty quick. So, you know, you really are limited to a certain extent. So, being efficient on the water is is certainly becoming much more important uh, than, say, during the, the summer months, uh, June and July. Uh, daylight got a lot more of it then than, uh, than we do now. My goodness, it's uh, get up now in the morning and it's like, it seems like it's still pitch dark and it's getting dark a lot earlier now. So uh, when you're on the water, you got to maximize, maximize your time. So... Be prepared, be ready, and, you know, we talked about this on the, the, the program before, so, uh, you know, make your game plan, have everything ready to go, and be prepared to make those, you know, when you do need to make those changes, you know, have everything set, have everything ready to go, and, you know, you can make those changes on the fly and make them quickly, and, you know, you're not going to be wasting valuable time you know, fishing, re-rigging rods and, and re-tying and, and things like that that, you know, will perhaps potentially cost you fish. Anyway, uh, I digress here. So, um, anyway, uh, swapping out lures and things like that. 
uh, just to kind of get back to to last point here, uh, talking about shad colors, things like that. Um, you can kind of also maybe think about the other end as well. Crawfish imitators or dark colored plastics allow you maybe different advantages over other lures. Uh, one crawfish or plastic crawlies, lots of flopping legs and tentacles, are of course a, a, a favorite during the summer months. Browns, blacks, dark blues, or purples are good choices uh, for the simple you know, the contrast. Certainly, um, they do tend to stand out as opposed to uh, the whites and silvers, golds, things like that. Uh, also with plastics, too, and, and I mentioned this a moment ago, too, uh, you can work them through rocks and, and cover uh, by going weedless. Uh, lastly, too, uh, with those, you can slow down your presentation, you know, uh, and and work your retrieve uh, to kind of match the maybe match the feeding mood and and just you know adjust your retrieve so it's a, a little bit slower, a little bit different. Move that you know work uh, your cadence a little bit differently that uh, um, can kind of maybe entice those bass just a little bit more and. Maybe put a little bit more of a pause in there, too. Um, and I haven't talked about this in a long time, but uh, it's just kind of the phrase, uh, you know, they're slow and then they're slower. You know, you can, you, can, you know, and I mentioned this in, in terms of, like, um, spinnerbaits, and, and, you know, they're slow, and, and you need the right kind of bait, to, spinnerbait to do this, but, you know, they're slow and then they're slower. Uh, and sometimes you need that slow, and then you need slower, and <coughs> it just it, it 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 does work if you've got the right bait. But anyway, uh, to kind of wind things up, um, there's just like I said, we we we're the window is open, if you will, uh, before we get to ice up here, and hopefully it uh, the the window will stay open for a while yet. Um, uh, when uh, when the bass can still be caught, uh, it may not be in the greatest of numbers, but you know they're they're hungry. They want to stock up for winter, uh, and and they can be tempted by a by a lure. Um, but you know, studying those factors of location, forage, depth, presentation, you know, you can you can reel in these uh, quote unquote summertime predators. So uh, challenge yourself and and. Think about it, make a game plan, and uh, and get out there and, and give it a try. So uh, that's kind of a look at things this morning here on WKTY Outdoors. Going to take a break. Be back in just a few moments as the program continues. Back in a few moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. 